What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Kage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you back to my show, Hokage Thoughts. The show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you choose to listen to this show on. Today, in which I'm recording, is November 20th, 2020. This is my third show in a row, and Lord knows there's probably going to be more. But before we get into it, please remember to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to help the show grow. It helps move my show up the algorithm, which in turn, review. I can't talk. But know that when you rate this show five stars, it brings more viewers in, okay? It moves it up the algorithm and, and you know, people come in, they be like, yo, this shit hot, this shit hot. Um, if you want to further, <laughs> if you want to, you know, I'm only doing one take. If you want to further financially support the show, if you want to further support the show by you fucking send a nigga a donation. God damn, I get this intro sucks. All right, listen, if you want to further support the show, consider financially supporting the show by sending a donation to the Cash App. The Cash App is dollar sign the Black Hokage 08, although I understand if you don't want to send a donation because my intro fucking sucks. But once again, if you want to send a donation, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar, five, 10, 15, a million, uh, send it to dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. If you're watching the video version, it'll be right there at the top. Also, if you're watching the video version right there on the lower right, it'll be a QR code. You can scan that and follow me on social media to keep up with all the latest videos and podcasts and all that other stuff. Um, okay, so today we're talking a little bit of the game, man. We're talking a little bit of the music and I got some questions, a little anime. Before we get into that, you know, I got a quick bite, some stories that I found that are uh, interesting that I found this week. Uh, got some social media related stuff, the first of which actually has to do with YouTube. So if you're watching the video version, you might want to be interested in this one. This one had the internet on fire. So according to PCGamer.com, YouTube will start showing ads on all the videos regardless if you have monetization turned on or off changes are rolling out in the u.s mid 2021 and everywhere else all right so here's like the gist of the article just like the beginning on november 18th youtube updated its terms of service the update is short but it contains more crucial changes than that may fly under a lot of radar because uh i can't talk it contains a lot of crucial changes that might may fly under a lot of radars because let's face it who reads the terms of service under the second point the term reads Ads can now appear on videos from channels not in the YouTube partner program and will begin to gradually will begin to gradually place ads on brand safe videos. This means that unlike before, when videos only were monetized by creators who would, could display, basically before you could only, only part YouTube partners could display videos. You know, people with a certain level of clout, those are the ones that got ads and then got paid. Um, and it is, they made it recently, like the last two years, they made it really hard to become a YouTube partner. You gotta get like 4,000 watch hours or some shit like that and have like, I don't know, 5,000 subscribers or some shit like that. Uh, so they, they made this ridiculous, they made it harder to ever to become a partner. So it's a case of the richer get richer, the poor just kind of stay there. Uh, and that's why other platforms like TikTok have been popping because people feel like it's an even playing field in terms of if they wanna be a content creator. Um, but this pissed off the YouTube community a lot because, I mean, it didn't piss me off. I don't really care. This doesn't affect me. But it pissed people off, I guess, who have been grinding. They feel like, you know, it's a slap in the face of them because now YouTube is going to place ads on their videos whether they want them or not. Also, this is bad, too, because, like, if you think about it, like, I mean, <laughs> in, in my opinion, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. So, like, let's say you do a video about somebody who dies, right? And you don't want to monetize the video because you don't want to come across as a scumbag. You just want to talk about it and kind of maybe spread a positive message stay out of the streets you know something like that and just kind of want to speak on the situation and send your condolences maybe you want to do some type of content like that a lot of times when people do videos like that that are very heavy and uh, serious to prove that they're not a scumbag they won't put ads on the video now youtube is like we don't give a fuck what you want whether you're a partner or not we're gonna put ads on this shit 
Um, and what I'm confused about is what, God damn, stop sending me messages. I'm getting mad in my bed. Uh, your auntie keeps sending messages. Um, what I'm confused about is for those people whose videos are getting monetized, it doesn't say it in this article, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't say it. Are those people getting paid for those ads? Because to me, this is not a big deal if they're just like, fuck the YouTube partner program. If you make videos uh, and you, uh, we're gonna we're gonna monetize your videos. Even if you make pennies, we'll, we'll give you a cut of it. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't see what the big deal is, but I don't think they're paying people because I don't see anything in this article about it. And that's why it's a big deal. And then also you're making people grind for this partnership and you're just throwing ads on there anyway. So that's kind of whack. Uh, so just be aware. I'm, I'm bringing this up. Just be aware that YouTube is going to change in 2021. If you have some favorite, like smaller content creators, uh, and one of the things that you enjoyed about their experiences, you could just watch the videos and not worry about anything. Uh, you're going to get ads out the ass, whether you want them or not. I'm pretty sure I, I read somewhere like last year too, they're working on a technology that's going to bypass uh, ad block. Um, especially with COVID going on, uh, these companies are hurting for cash and they're trying to get every dollar possible. So they're just know ads are coming and I hate to break it to you guys, but ads are a necessary evil. I know some of you don't want to hear that because some of you have never worked a day in your life. You just live in your mama's basement and watch YouTube and fucking Netflix and Hulu or whatever. But the people that produce these this content in order for you to enjoy it, they need to get something back in order to, you know, pay the rent and shit. So ads are a necessary evil. I don't know if this is a way to go about it. I don't know. Uh, but know that this is coming in 2021. They said mid 2021. Uh, so that's the first quick bite that I got for you guys. Let's see. What's the next one I got? What's the next story I got? I already need a swig of water. I, I'm, uh, I haven't been drinking enough water today. Hold up. Mm -hmm. The next one I got for you. Oh, just a friendly reminder. I don't have nothing too crazy to say about this. Just a friendly reminder. Oh, y'all need to see my fucking shit. Um, yo. If you don't own the music, if you don't know the artist personally can get a letter of consent, please do not play music on your Twitch live streams. Another wave of DMCA takedowns happened on Twitch uh, and Twitch streamers are still acting surprised and scared. I swear to God, we do that. We have this conversation like every six months. Um, so like another wave of DMCA takedowns happened and this one's really bad. Well, this is where Twitch fucked up. People are really pissed about at Twitch. Apparently, so Twitch's solution to the DMCA takedowns that these record labels are doing is they were like, just delete all your clips because that's the problem. Like they have this technology in on Twitch where like on your VOD, they mute the parts where you're playing, um, you're playing copyrighted music but they can't they don't have the technology to mute the clips so like your clips were old clips were what getting people caught up and shit so they were like the solution is delete all your clips delete all your vods or whatever and people were doing that and then what happened was i deleted all my clips too i'm not gonna lie i was kind of sad about that shit because it was a lot of like i i, I went like i didn't like the business-minded person in me thought all right fuck it I'm just gonna delete these clips because it's not worth it. And I still feel that way to a degree. Like it's not worth it. Like I don't wanna risk it. But then when I actually went to go delete all and I thought about it, I went and looked at like some of my best clips from like back in the day. Like I lost, I, I made sure to download some of them, but like I lost some moments like, hey, you shot me, nigga. Like the PUBG era. Like they were just like different eras and shit. I was like, yo, it was some wild moments that we had on Twitch. And it, you just lost all the memory. So I can understand where creators are coming from. And that's a very big mishap on Twitch. So apparently when you delete all your clips and VODs, it doesn't really matter because they're still so stored in like Amazon servers or whatever. You're just deleting it off the Twitch site and i guess record labels were able to detect it because twitch streamers who had did delete all their content years years 
five, 10 years worth of memories are still getting hit with copyright strikes. So Twitch is under a lot of fire right now. And then it also came out, they released this app. I forgot what it was called, but like they, they released their own music app that was full of royalty free, copyright free music. And it turns out they didn't even ask permission to get some of those artists on there. So record labels were sending cease and desist letters to Twitch because apparently they weren't doing the right thing. Like, and it's wild too. Like this, this one actually hit home. What was the name of that app? I remember I uninstalled that as soon as that news came out. Fucking Anon's music was on there. You know, Anonymous, the homie, his music was on the platform and he never submitted his music on there. And we told him, like Black had told him in GI, he was like, yo, did you put your song on this Twitch app? And he was like, no. He was like, what the fuck? So he's looking into it and shit. So that Twitch app, I forgot what it's called. It's supposed to be royalty free music for Twitch streamers. It's, it's a music player by them. Do not use that shit because apparently they were not asking just unprofessional, unprofessional uh they were not asking proper permission and another wave of dmca takedowns are happening so just a friendly reminder if you don't want to get hit with a copyright strike please stop playing music and for the most part it seems like people are finally starting to realize that they don't own these things and they're start they're finally starting to listen i hit the wrong damn button i meant to hit the podcast one there we go they're hit they're uh they're most people are starting to listen but one community that i'm seeing that's not listening and it's really disappointing because this is primarily the black community on fucking twitch is the 2k community oh my you african-americans can y'all when your channel gets taken, don't come crying to me. Like I go into 2K streams and it's just rap music playing out the fucking woo-wah. Uh, they just do not give a fuck. Uh, I literally was in one person partner stream and I was telling them like, yo, you should be careful with this shit. I'm not gonna tell nobody, we're all adults. Um, and they were just like, well, I'm a small streamer. I should be all right. I'm not gonna get, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, is, is your goal not to scale your business? Like I don't, oh my God, bruh. I be trying not to be an asshole, but like, I don't get it, man. I do not get it. Like that whole, I'm a small streamer right now. Okay. And let's say you blow up a year or two from now, that clip that you forgot about from a year ago when you were just a small streamer and you swear they didn't care about you, it's going to come back to haunt you. But whatever, none of my business. Uh, natural, natural selection is like, it's a real fucking thing, man. It's a real fucking thing. That was, I just cannot believe what the fuck happened. Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, my bae was texting me. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, you know, I gotta see what's going on. Where about where shit? Uh, we're on the podcast one. Uh, what else I got on my show notes? So just be aware, stop playing, stop playing that goddamn music. Um, oh, last but not least, this one's really random, kind of off the beaten path. I don't think I've ever talked about anything, and I'm not gonna really go too in deep with it, depth with it. But PayPal will now allow users in the U.S. to buy and sell cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum. Dogecoin. That's not a serious one, but that is a thing. Dogecoin. You know, all the little um, Acon coin is coming. All the different uh, cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, I thought this was like news that kind of flew under the radar uh, just because like I think it further solidifies cryptocurrency. Uh, I watch a lot of uh, news and like if you if you watch like mainstream news, they all tell you cryptocurrency is stupid. I'm still kind of on the fence. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I haven't invested in any Bitcoin or anything. I, I have some Bitcoin, but it's only because somebody donated it to me. But I personally haven't bought any but I'm, I'm, I'm like, maybe I should start investing in a little bit of cryptocurrency to be safe or something. But I think this does further solidify that it's here to stay when a big, um, I don't even know what to call PayPal, a broker, a bank. I don't know what to when a big financial institution like PayPal world renowned is now allowing people to buy and sell cryptocurrency. Uh, it's going to make it easier to access because like you got to have like a thumb drive and you got to go to like a specific ATM to get your cryptocurrency or go on Coinbase or some shit like that. Well, like PayPal, I think it'll make people a little bit more um, 
little bit more what's the word uh comfortable uh but since paypal is doing this they need to up the security because if it's all digital currency i don't want my shit getting hacked and that's always a but yeah you'll be able to buy bitcoin erythium bitcoin cash litecoin uh man i yo i'm pretty tech savvy i've known about bitcoin since high school i graduated high school in 08 so i went to high school 04 to 08 i think that's what it was i think yeah uh and i've known about bitcoin since high school maybe like my sophomore year of high school like but it was like something i just kind of read about i didn't think nothing much of it nowadays man look what, what is bitcoin going for bitcoin price i wish man i ah it's another example of fucking how i wish i would have invested okay so when i first found out about bitcoin when i was in high school do y'all see this shit on the fucking video version if you're not watching the video version go to youtube.com slash the black hokage one bitcoin one bitcoin translates to 18,608 united states dollars when i first found out about bitcoin back in high school that shit was like pennies bruh you people people had to pay you to buy bitcoin and nowadays it's worth eight thousand eighteen thousand it's wild the last time i looked at bitcoin like a year ago it was worth six thousand dollars a bitcoin now it's worth eighteen thousand dollars for one bitcoin it pays to it pays to think ahead y'all invest invest <sighs> let me get off this because that's that's just depressing imagine imagine if you would have bought like a hundred bitcoins for like some pennies dog you i'm out let's change it <laughs> let's change the topic so yeah be aware that paypal is now going to be making it easier to buy and trade uh different types of cryptocurrency if that's what you're into uh We'll see how they be, if they become a power player in that market. All right, so let's get into the show. So today we're talking a little bit about gaming, nothing too crazy, a little bit of anime, a little bit of music, and then I took a whole bunch of questions from you guys. Remember, if you want to submit a question to the podcast, follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is Mr. Underscore I Keep It Real, or you can scan the QR code to the right of me. Uh, that'll bring up a web page, or there's a link in the description box below if you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash Hokage. So on the gaming side of things, first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales um i got the ps5 version i am playing on performance mode that's the first positive this is just first impression this is not a review um, i only played like two and a half hours last night uh on stream make sure to follow me twitch.tv slash the black hokage uh that's the first positive i have fucking it offers options that i liked i like that get console gaming is taking notes from pc gaming even if it's just a simplified version uh offering more performance versus fidelity mode because i don't really care about having the best graphics i only thing i care about is how power how great the frame rate is and oh my god i'm playing performance mode on miles morales on the ps5 and the game still looks amazing. It still looks crisp as a motherfucker, bro. Yo, this nigga's hairline is crisp. Uh, but it runs at a smooth, buttery 60 frames, and it just makes for a great experience. And I was talking about it. It's so funny to see how people's mind frame has changed from the generation from the PS4 to the PS5. Because before, when the PS4 and the Xbox One first came out, people were saying, oh, the human eye can't see past 30 frames. My whole chat when I was streaming fucking Miles Morales last night, oh my god this shit looks amazing and it's still running at 60 frames like this i was like oh now y'all can see it now you see we weren't being pc elitist and asshole there's niggas never see the benefit of something until there's like a cheaper version of it comes out i guess or something like that but like now you see performance matters so like the performance on it is great um so far the story i'm really engaged in it so far um 
and the gameplay is fire like the, the the way the game started off was fire uh and and i was talking about that on stream too like they did it they did it in um i forgot what game it was i think it was the last of us 2 i think that beginning was boring as shit but i love a game that has a nice set piece at the beginning uh and then it opens up the world to you and allows you to it slows down and allows the story to build up as well as the characters and whatnot and that's kind of how this game started um it was an amazing set piece of fight with rhino um and then after that the world opens up and the story slows down a little bit and you start getting some more world building characters like dialogue and stuff so i like the way that the game started the combat is fun the swagger of a black teen i mean if we're being totally honest miles morales plays like a more polished version of the original marvel spider-man so i feel like if you like that last one on the ps4 you're gonna like this one it's just now you can use electricity abilities he has the swagger of a black teen uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> um uh it's just kind of more of the same it's 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 but it's really good it's really good if anything i feel like i'm playing this for the story and so far i've been engaged by the story the the addition of the electrical powers is really fun um traversing around the city is still as fun as ever uh, i'm just trying to figure out what else it does different besides the electrical powers and i feel like it's probably not going to be anything and i'm okay with that but it never hurts to have more that's what i'm trying to say it never hurts to have more um apparently this game is really short i don't know i haven't beat it i'm only two hours in i will say uh i probably actually i'm like three hours in because i played two hours on stream then i got tired of talking to you niggas because that's what happens i like to talk i like to i like to stream until i'm tired of talking and then i cut the stream off and i played for another hour off of stream and in that hour i literally swung around the city and got all the collectibles i think i got about 95 percent. i'm almost done getting all the collectible side missions so like the game isn't that long i heard on average it takes somebody like 10 hours to beat it so it's it, it's short but i wouldn't call it dlc because to me dlc is like two to three hours long usually two to four maybe i would say this is all right i'm about to show my age here i would say miles morales is not a full-blown new game from insomniac but it's not dlc either it's what we used to call back in the day it's an expansion if that makes sense this is an expansion of the original marvel that's what it feels like if it's really true i mean we can go on how long to beat actually right now uh let's see how long to beat.com if you're unfamiliar with this website this is a great website how long to beat.com so what this is is um people uh they supply their statistical they, statistical people supply their data on how long it takes for them to beat a game and i usually use this as like kind of like a reference point when uh when i'm getting ready to like review different types of games so here we go miles morales right here so basically you can go to this site you sign up and then you can you can you can punch in how many hours uh it took you to beat something and then like they'll average the shit out uh so according to all the people that reported it on average it takes about seven hours to beat the main story 11 hours if you do the main story and then like a little bit as few the side missions and if you want to complete the whole game it takes about 16 hours so it, it's all right it's a, it's a decent decent uh it's a decent sized game i think uh like i said i think i would call this a spider-man expansion it's not dlc but it's not a full-blown new game it doesn't feel like it's an expansion um it gives you just enough to bite on and i'm enjoying it for what it is right now but i'm just curious to see if it does anything new and i'm curious to see how fire that story is um if you're not familiar with expansions uh think of something like world of warcraft they made it really popular like back in the day they still get expansions where it's not a completely different honestly it's what 2k needs to do they need to stop putting out a new game every damn year and just put out an annual expansion uh because that's basically what the new disc is anyway um so based off first impressions would i recommend marvel spider-man miles morales absolutely is this a reason to buy a ps5 i don't know i don't know i don't know if this sole reason 
if you can get this and like Godfall and a couple other games, maybe 2K or something, then sure. But would I buy a PS5 solely for Miles Morales based off what I've played right now? No. My opinion could completely change once I complete the game. But for now, I like it. Is it a reason to buy a PS5? Nah, you should be. I heard it looks fine on the PS4 too. I heard it looks amazing too still. So I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. But yeah, that's kind of just my first impressions. Uh, I'll drop a full review when I complete the game. If you guys want to watch my full playthrough, uh, come through to twitch.tv slash theblackokage. If you can't catch the live streams, I also upload my full walkthroughs or playthroughs on my second YouTube channel, for those of you unaware. My second YouTube channel is youtube.com slash blackhokageplays. There will be a link in the description box below if you're watching the video version or scan the QR code. Uh, right now, I'm uploading, I'm, I'm uploading Watch Dogs, and then I'm about to start uploading Miles Morales, so make sure to tune into that um what else i got on the show notes here for you guys oh dating gamers oh my god bruh so joe button shout out to him uh i guess he's expanding his empire he's expanding past the whole joe button podcast thing uh rory Miles, and i guess he's allowing other people on his platform uh i don't know the name of this show but this clip went viral recently of three women talking about dating a gamer i guess they were talking about it because you know the ps5 is relevant ps5 and xbox the launch of it um and we about to go in on them uh so i don't know why joe button allowed this shit this this shit was garbage uh shout out to the chocolate honey she fine too shout out to the little chocolate honey right here she was defending gamers but it's just really interesting to see the, the title of the video on youtube is ps5 and video games from a female perspective oh i guess the name of the show is see the thing is so is three is three female hosts and two of them the two to the left basically they were just bashing on gamers saying that dating if you date a gamer just know they're losers they don't do anything they're failed they're people who failed in sports and all this other shit and i'm just like watching it. i'm like wow you motherfuckers are ignorant i was sitting there watching this shit and i'm just like this is why hip-hop a lot of times gets bad raps because it's just it's honestly a terrible take because if we're being totally honest here these chicks were just talking about how they were saying some of the worst dick comes from gamers. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, auntie don't think that. Uh, second, I'm thinking the chick to the left, she's not even bad. So I don't even know what you're talking about. And then the chick in the middle is like an average light-skinned chick with a ton of fucking makeup. The niggas will gas up, but she's not even bad. So if we're being honest here, neither one of them are bad. The best looking one is the dark-skinned one to the right. She was cute. Uh, the two chicks that don't even look that great got a pound of makeup and built like a whale over here talking shit about how gamers don't get money they're failed they, they failed at sports they can't fuck they're basically just losers and like there's some truth to that there are some basement dwellers i make the joke about that but for the most part the average gamer nowadays is 35 years old they grew up they have a job they're doing all different types of things fucking they wouldn't they wouldn't say any of this about um people in the nba freaking ben simmons the most alpha shit i ever seen on twitch was ben simmons when he was dating tanache and tanache cole too this nigga was dating Tanache, and this nigga was streaming PUBG on fucking Twitch, and he made her ass sit behind him and watch him play. Like, that's alpha shit. I don't know what the fuck you talking about, bro. But, and, and you're going to call him a loser? She wouldn't call none of these NBA players. Fucking Devin Booker streams Call of Duty. Um, De'Aaron Fox streams Call of Duty all the time. Like, there's a lot of NBA players. Uh, T-Pain, he's, he's big in the Twitch community. And it, I just feel like it's coming from a place of ignorance. Like, I'm sitting here looking at, like, I'm pretty sure I make more money than all three of these chicks combined. And I sit here and play video games, and I talk about them for a living. We just sat here and talked about Miles Morales. And it's like, just because, I, I'm curious to who, who did you have an experience with 
where you got this idea because I have a feeling, I have a sneaky suspicion that they haven't fucked any gamers because I got the sneaky suspicion that these women are very shallow. They only chase football players and basketball players and they've never even gave a gamer a chance uh, just from the energy they got gave off. But shout out to the chat, the chocolate shorty right here on the right who was actually um, who was actually defending gamers because she said that when what was that, I think Grand Theft Auto 5 came out, she was saying in the video uh, her and her mans, they played it together. And that's what I'm saying. Like there was a comment. Let me see if it's still the top comment I see in there. Uh, yeah, right here. Shout out to LaQuintus Fr uh, Francis. He said, I'll be the first to say it, man. If she doesn't respect your hobby, then that's a red flag. Facts. Facts, bro. Listen, to any young men who are listening, stop changing yourself for some of these nut-ass bitches, bro. Like, some of these, like, they always, not every woman is a queen. Just like how not every man is a king, not every woman is a queen. You don't need that ignorant energy in your fucking life. If she does not respect your hobbies, keep it fucking moving bro because she wants you to do everything that she likes why don't you like the chocolate shorty was saying when grand theft auto 5 came out she played it with her man she said she played like four to six hours a day with him on certain days when they had time it's a bonding experience bro just like how i say fellas look like yo if your girl loves to cook and you don't know how to cook ask her to teach you that's a bonding experience bro if you really genuinely like that person like there, there's so many worse things your significant other could be a fucking crackhead they could be a junkie. They could be a scammer. Uh, they could be a murderer. Like motherfuckers be talking about gamers sometimes. Like they are murderers and rapists or some shit. Like I just can't fucking do it. You know what they say about those gamers on the prison yard though. Fuck. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? So like, I just find it. It's just really ignorant. First of all, for those of you don't know where gaming has surpassed. It has surpassed um, movies as the highest grossing form of media. I forgot how many billions of dollars it makes, but gaming has surpassed, especially in COVID. Uh, gaming sales are up even higher. Uh, so there's a ton of money. There's so much money in the gaming industry from being a game developer to a PR person. You could be a you could be a content creator. There's so many different things you can do with it provides so many different jobs. I don't know why people continue to put this down. And the funny thing is they just alienated an entire this is a new podcast. I'm I'm pretty sure. I've never heard of See the Thing is. This shit is trash. Uh they just alienated a very large portion of a potential male and female audience because they were talking from the perspective. This is how I know they didn't date no gamer. They were talking from the perspective of like all gamers are pretty much males. Newsflash, uh, last time I checked, uh, gaming is split almost down the middle. I believe it's 51% male, 48% female. Uh, women, women, go on fucking Twitch. There are just as many female streamers as there are males. Every time you hop in a Call of Duty lobby, I'm pretty sure you hear women too. Like it's it's uh this shit is just ignorant man and i just feel like it's a bad look for hip-hop and i feel like it's a bad look for joe button if you're trying to start your network i get it gets views and clicks and shit but the shit is mad ignorant dog it's mad ignorant but shout out to the chocolate shorty you need to get your own show because you sound like you got a good head on your shoulders uh but these other two i'm just like i'm first of all i'm looking at the chick on the far left i'm like you'd be lucky if anybody dates you uh <laughs> yo let me get off this shit i just wish people would stop 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 doing this shit and the chick in the middle looks like your typical fucking instagram chick who only dates niggas who show money on instagram trash fucking trash it's a shame that we still have this perspective fellas if she doesn't respect if she doesn't respect your hobbies then that's a red flag uh she should be excited about coming into your world if she's not and she's constantly trying to change you it's time to move on these chicks is birds except for the the dark skin one i'm talking about the two on the left the two light skin ones they're birds uh they're gonna be lonely they're gonna hit the wall 35 whatever they call that shit 
be begging for a sugar daddy and shit. I'm off this. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go back into my podcast screen. Uh, let me get a swig of this water. I am talking, talking. Oh, anime. Something real quick. So for those of you unaware, oh, hold up. Uh, let's see. I forgot to get the link. Um... So the creator of Naruto, he's uh, coming back to, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry if I butcher this. Uh, Maashi Kishimoto, he's taking over. He's the original creator of Naruto. He's taking over um, Baruto. Uh, And it's kind of got the fan base split down the middle. This one's really interesting. Uh, first of all, I watched Baruto. One of those, I, it was one of those days, like maybe like four or five months ago. I had one of those days where I woke up and I was like, I don't, what's that, what's that, um, What's that uh, one song? I don't feel like doing anything. The Bruno's Mars song. I had one of those days. I was just like, it was a fucking day. And I literally sat there and I watched like 30 episodes of Baruto. I was like, you know what? I'm a Naruto fan. It's fine to, get, it's time to finally give this show a chance. I kind of stayed away from it because people were like shitting on it. And I believe where there's smoke, where there's fire. If, if I ask five people, no, if I ask 10 people something, they all say it's trash. I'm going to believe where there's smoke, it's fire. <laughs> uh, but like if I hear like mixed results, then I like try to check for it myself. But anyways. I finally gave it a chance. I'm not gonna lie, Burrito is ass. At least the 30 episodes that I watched, it was a lot of regurgitated ideas, shitty character development. The fights weren't that great. I was just like, eh, eh. so I kind of put it down and I never watched it again. Um, and I think uh, they're trying to make more money. For, so I, I was doing the research, and apparently the Baruto manga, the sales are down in Japan. Um, so they're trying to find a way to actually make money with this instead of just throwing it by the wayside because I mean it is a big property. It's it's got familiarity and whatnot. Um. And for what I was reading, the Japanese fans are actually really upset about the fact that the creator of Naruto has taken over Baruto because apparently the manga, I don't read the manga, I don't know, I'm going by hearsay. Apparently the manga, a lot of you in the Twitch chat tell me this too because I'm, I'm probably about to get into reading manga or comic books again. Uh, a lot of people are saying the manga is actually in a really good place. The, show, the It's gotten better. Uh, apparently they're like 150 something chapters in Baruto, but like the show has only covered like 15 of the chapters. So like, it'll be a long time before the anime gets good basically, but apparently the manga is good. So like Japanese fans are upset about that. But on the West side here in the, in the West, people are actually excited about it because, um, people love Naruto. So when they hear the original creators coming and then most people are just watching the anime, I think anime is bigger in the West than it is, uh, in the East or the the anime the anime is bigger p- versus the manga people watch baruto versus reading the manga because i mean it's just easier to watch the show but japanese fans are upset but uh from what i was under from my understanding uh people they're focusing more on the west because they make more money they don't make any money off the mangas they make more money in the west so the creator of naruto is looking like all right well i mean baruto well, both. <laughs> yo, I'm all over the place. I can't talk. Yo, rate this shit five stars. It sucks. So the creator of Naruto wants to take over Baruto since the most of money is being generated in the West. And I guess they're going to focus more on the anime and trying to, I guess, catch up to the manga and shit. So this should be interesting. Maybe I'll pick up Baruto. Uh, but but I guess uh, I'm trying to figure out the Japanese fans are hurt because they feel like, oh, the manga is good. And now you're switching up the writer because apparently somebody else was writing it. And now it's going to become something else. So. We're going to see. Keep your eye on Baruto. It could get better. That opening scene in Baruto was fire because, like, the, the ninja world was, like, destroyed. I'm like, oh, shit. And it was, like, an older Baruto. I was like, where is this show going? And then it just becomes this shit show and it goes back to the, man, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, um, music, music recommendations. I've been listening to a lot of Giveon. I think that's how you pronounce his name. G-I-V-E-O-N. 
Uh, I let Spotify play and Allegra Snow. I let uh, I knew I already knew Allegra Snow, but I've been listening to her more. Uh, I let Spotify play the other day and like a Giveon song came on. I, I apologize if I'm, I'm butchering his song. I heard him on the Drake song from his last album, but I never actually listened to his music. I let the Spotify album run. It played one of his songs. I think it's called Beach or something like that. Um, and I was like, yo, this shit is fire. I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I went to his page and I started listening to like his last two projects. I was like, yo, I fuck with this dude. Like he makes that. Uh, I don't want to say kind of like Bryson Tiller. He makes that toxic kind of R&B music that I like that. I'm the best you ever had type music. I like that shit. That gangsta R&B shit that Chris Brown, Bobby Brown. I love that shit. That, that's how I view myself. Like I'm a lover boy. I told you a nigga love to be loved, but I am a gangster too. Uh, that's what he makes. I, he makes he makes that that R and B thug music. Uh, that I'm the I'm the, ain't nobody better than me. I'm the best you ever had type shit. Uh, so I fuck with his music. I would say go listen to. Uh, hold on, let me let me open up Spotify. What songs do I really like? Like I want you. I love that song. You. Uh, Take your time is his new project that came out. Yeah, the beach is the name of the song. That shit is fire. So listen to Take Your Time that album, and then he has an EP called when it's said and done oh these were both released in 2020 check them out g-i-v-e-o-n if you like r&b music it's not gonna be for everybody but i like that r&b thug shit you know it's not cool to be tough 24 7 i love that baby making music um but that's the only recommendation that's the only new person i've been listening to i know going to japan was on your bucket list of things to do in 2020 it was on mine as well but it's just not possible right now with covid but lucky for you today's sponsor boxu can deliver a slice of japan right to your doorstep boxu is an authentic japanese monthly snack box delivered to your door they partnered with a hundred plus year old family snack makers to deliver fresh japan exclusive snacks to your door each box you purchase supports these small family-run businesses and helps keep their traditions alive when i received my box it was Full of all different types of treats that range from pastries to hard candies one of my favorite was called don don yaki i apologize if i messed that up and the best way i can describe it was it was this fried crunchy snack that looked like these little nuggets it scratched an itch for several of my favorite flavor types it was tangy it was spicy and it was sweet and that was just one snack each box comes with 20 to 25 premium snacks, so I think there's a lot of value here. And since Boxu is a sponsor of the show, you can get your authentic Japanese snacks today by going to boxu.com. That's B-O-K-K-S-U.com to experience a taste of Japan. They offer free worldwide shipping if you sign up for their mailing list, and you will also get $5 off by heading to boxu.com and signing up for their mailing list. That's B-O-K-K-S-U.com. So we're actually about to hop to the questions remember if you guys would like to submit a question make sure to follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real uh but before we answer the questions let me get a swig of this water also before we answer questions keep in mind quick disclaimer people submit their questions but so before i record every show i put out a tweet hey guys i'm working on show notes for the next podcast submit your questions or topic suggestions that you have for the next show and uh, people submit their questions. And this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability. I am not God. I am not the all-seeing eye. This is just people answering my qu- answering questions and it's just me trying to answer them. Uh, so with that being said, you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. You ain't got to listen to me. Uh, so the first question, it comes from Khalid. And he says, would you like to see sports titles like Madden and 2K become free-to-play? Subscription-based, especially since they don't really introduce new features and game modes anymore. I disagree. Uh, the new 2K definitely did introduce new features with the new My Player Builder, the new W mode, 
uh, the new My City. It definitely did introduce new features. I think what they need to focus now madden i can't speak on because i'm not a football fan if y'all ever see me playing madden it's because ea paid me and i have no shame in that and i also like playing madden because it pisses off the madden community i know nothing about football and i get more views than all of them and they come in there and they just get mad and i love that shit. uh <laughs> but 2k i would disagree i think they do introduce new features i think the problem is the features that they introduce are poorly executed so then the f it takes the fake it so because what they introduce is so poorly executed the turn it turns your it turns your interest from it turns your focus away from you actually focusing on what's new and what's fun and it turns that focus into their poor their poor execution and you just start focusing on what frustrates you more to the point where you forget that there are new features because that new my player builder is dope i spent like an hour and a half on stream sitting there trying to tweak my my player to build them exactly how i wanted um but because the park is so fucking laggy or the city is so damn laggy it's not fun to anybody people don't focus on that so i think they need to focus more on their execution they really need to buff up them servers also live needs to come back and fix their game um would i be opposed to an annual just yeah because i was talking about that earlier i wouldn't be mad at it uh i would not be mad if they just turned 2k into a subscription service where i don't know you pay 30 dollars a year and you get one major update maybe some minor updates throughout the year and uh that major update would be like you know 2k 22 or whatever but the problem with the subscription based thing is they would never do that um and the reason being is they wouldn't make as much money uh why do a subscription base when you can make more money selling a 60 dollars disc also when they do the annual disc here's the thing right it's a hype thing if they just do a subscription based service people will know every year an update is coming out but it'll be hard to get i don't this and this is a personal opinion i don't think people would get as excited for that annual patch or update as they would knowing a new disc or a new what they sell to you the idea of a new game if that makes sense like what what sound what sounds from a marketing standpoint what sounds more alluring to you um 2k the next 2k22 update or nba 2k22 is coming out you see what i'm saying um just the idea that it could potentially be a completely different game they prey on people's they prey on people's weakness with that oh no no this ain't an update this ain't the annual subscription update this is nba 2k22 y'all gotta cop this this is different from the last one so like i don't think they would purpose personally do that because from a marketing standpoint it doesn't make sense they have to cash in on the hype and the idea that it's something completely different they have to because at this point we all know that 2k is leaning on 2k is leaning on the success of 2k 14 15 and 16 maybe 17 if you want to throw that in there that was probably like the last really good one uh they're leaning on the success of like 15 and 16 and they're, they're just they're gonna ride it to the wheels fall off they're gonna ride it until our knight in shining armor nba live shows up and just just competes nba live doesn't even have to be amazing it just has to be good it just has to be good and let's say 2k let's say 2k has 10 million concurrent players right now all nba live has to do is show up be good and take away like 2 million of those players now they only got eight they're gonna be looking like oh shit maybe we should do better competition it breeds excellence that's why a lot of men that's why a lot of you men are losers basement dwellers because you don't you don't want to compete you as a man should want to be around other great men stop getting intimidated by that shit and learn from them it'll make you a better man i don't know why i started talking about that but real motherfucking shit next question comes from edward 
Um, and he says, hey, TBH, I wanted to know how you manage to stay consistent when working towards your goals. I find myself knowing exactly what I want to do indoor to be the best version. Oh, in order to be the best version of myself. But I can't seem to stick to a strict schedule or routine for them for the next few weeks. So I say this like every podcast I have bills. So that motivates me. But if you want an idea, an idea that helped me when I was really young, when I was younger, 19, 20, 21. I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to assume you're younger. Uh, assuming it's problematic, I know. Uh, but what I used to do when I was younger is I bought a big ass whiteboard. And if you actually go back and watch some of my old YouTube videos, it shows up in some of those old videos. I used it in skits as well as like it just showed up in the background and stuff. I had a big white uh, board that I pinned to my, I, I screwed into the, my wall. It was like the size of like a, a class board wall, a, a classroom wall. And I used to have the markers with, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the eraser and shit, the same shit that you would find in school. I don't know if they do it anymore because I think y'all had like smart boards now or something like that. Or y'all niggas make TikToks. Y'all don't pay attention anyway in school. But I used to have a big dry eraser board on my wall, classroom sized. And I wrote down all my goals. I would have like um, I would have like daily goals that I would write like the night before. Then to the side, I would have maybe have like weekly goals um, or like monthly. No, no, I would have like monthly goals and then I would have like goals for the year. So I had a whiteboard full of like goals and shit. And for me, I'm not saying this will work for you, but for me, it worked because uh, every day I would have to wake up. And the first thing I would see is a big whiteboard reminding me get this shit done. These are your goals. And it's just something like, and this is, I don't know where I read it, but it's, I guess it's been proven scientifically or however you want it, whatever word you want to use, but it's scientifically proven. If you literally look at your goals every day, at least, at least for me, the shit just annoyed the living fuck out of me. Like I need to get this shit done because like I would just look at it and be like, all right, let's do that. Let's do that. Versus it being on your phone. Cause you have to actually be on your phone, open the app and look at it. But like actually having a board that I would wake up to and visually see, did you accomplish this today? Did you accomplish this this month? Did you accomplish it? If the answer is no, it would annoy the living shit out of me. So I'm not saying that you necessarily need a big classroom whiteboard on your wall. Uh, Cause I think it was like a hundred bucks when I bought it. I can look it up on Amazon for you real quick, but maybe get like a smaller one that you can put on your wall. Let me see dryer. Let's look up dry erase boards, dry erase boards. Ba, 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 da, da, da. Let's switch over. So there's a 48 by 36 one. That's like a nice medium sized big one. That's a, actually, I think this is the one I had. This one's only $58. And then you can get like a smaller one for like 20 bucks. But yeah, you can you can you just fucking screw that shit into your wall. I swear to God, start writing down all your goals and just leave that bitch up. When you wake up, it'll it'll motivate you to do better, at least for me. I, I don't want to say it will do for you. It worked for me. That's how I stayed motivated. And then they say it takes six weeks on average for a person to develop better uh, a new habit. So once you start developing those habits of accomplishing goals, um, you will you'll, you'll just naturally start doing it because I don't have that board anymore. Um, I naturally just kind of stuck it and also I got bills too. I've actually been thinking about getting another one to kind of keep me motivated. Uh, cause I, I like the idea of like visualizing and it's one thing to have a goal in your head, but to actually look at it, like walk the fucking dog. Don't be a fat ass. Walk the dog. Like actually seeing you wrote that the night before, like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be a fat ass. Maybe I should pet that dog. <laughs> uh, that's what helped me. I don't know if that'll help you, but that's, that's one of the ideas I can give you. Hopefully that did help. Um, the next question comes from Chris and he says, what's something you want to see in the Mass Effect remaster sequel? I don't know if you touched on this topic before. Uh, I think I did on the GI podcast, but to touch on it quickly, uh, to reiterate. Um, so what I want to see from the Mass Effect remaster is improve, improve the clunkiness, improve the Mako, 
Uh, so like the way the characters moved in the original Mass Effect trilogy, it didn't really age that well. It's a little bit clunky. And then the Mako driving was ass too. Uh, but keep the story the same and better visuals. Honestly, what I would like to see them do is, and I st I've always stood by this statement, Mass Effect Andromeda was not a bad game. It was a bad Mass Effect game. It wasn't as good as the original trilogy. The story was just meh, it was there. But I also stand by the fact that the combat in Mass Effect Andromeda is the best in the series. So if they could take the combat from Mass Effect Andromeda and pluck that into the original Mass Effect trilogy and then give me the story of the original trilogy with improved visuals and movement, Mwah. that's all i want to see i don't want to see them touch it up too much just you know a little mics minor tweaks and shit like that and put all the dlc in there too put all put all the the layer of the shadow broker i love that shit that's the best the best piece of dlc ever created one of the few that i ever bought layer of the shadow broker if you haven't played it you're bugging next question it comes from hector and he says i know gi has some new merch but will you have any new merch for yourself um for me right now, I am focused. I, I do want to do merch. So my thing about merch, right, is I find most content creators merch to be ass. If you see me wearing my friend's merch or like if, my friends, if you see me wearing other content creators merch is because I genuinely like it. My problem with merch always has been that like I want to design something that I personally would wear or like other people would wear even if they're not a gamer. A lot of gamers create stupid merch where there's like a chicken on there with like a quote or something like a shit shit is just whack bro like i want a real i have i have an idea for like a real streetwear line but i want to make something that's like dope to where anybody will wear it so if i post it on instagram regardless if you're a gamer or not you don't feel left out uh because you exclude people and like when it comes to business you should always cast a white a wide net uh why only go for one specific fish when you can go for all of them uh so i don't want to exclude anybody i just want to make something dope so when people see it on instagram or twitter or whatever they'll be like yo i will wear that and be like, oh, this dude's a gamer. That's cool. I didn't even know that, but fuck it. I'm still wearing this shit. So that uh, just trying to come up with the idea, the proper idea of that type of merch. But then also I'm kind of focused on growing my own brand. I'm just not really focused on peddling shirts to people right now. Uh, like, so GI's merch is enough for me right now. Uh, I'm focused on trying to, I, I, I said it on stream. I, I said, I was like, you know, maybe I want to go for a million subscribers. I've never, honestly, people talk a lot of shit in my chat in my, my comment section on YouTube. I mean, about like my views or like my subs. And like, I always read those comments. I'm like, it's really like sad that people can't view the world outside of their own lens because like, I'm like, I sit there thinking, I'm like, do these people ever stop to realize that like maybe he doesn't really care about hitting a million subscribers maybe he makes a lot of money and maybe he's just happy at where he's at like i like it's really wild to me it doesn't work it doesn't matter that i've been stuck at 600,000 subscribers for like three or four years i have 600,000 subscribers and i've been averaging like 30 to 50,000 views a video uh mostly you cannot count to five without using all 10 of your fingers and it's like it's wild to me that people talk shit. you you only have 600,000 followers like what how many followers do you have uh but I think this year, I guess I've been feeling a little bit more motivated. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't want a million subscribers. Sure, like who wouldn't? But like, I don't really care that much. I never really got too caught up in like numbers. I've always been more worried about, same thing like with the merch, like the quality of what I'm, am I doing? Am I being a good influence? Am I making people laugh? Because there, there's a formula to growing. All you gotta do is follow all the hot topics and give your, your two cents on everything. But I don't feel the need to give my two cents on everything. I try to find a balance and giving my two cents and things that matter to me as well as making people laugh. Um, but I guess I am back in my head. I was like, maybe I'll try to go for a mill. Maybe that's why I've been putting out a little bit more content on YouTube uh, and kind of dialing it back on Twitch. Uh, but before, like I said, Twitch was my focus. Twitch showed me more love. So that's where I went. Uh, but for merch, like you're saying, sorry, I went all over the place for me with merch. I think um, 
it, it'll get there but i think i want to i want to grow some more uh one of the one of the platforms i actually really want to i'm kind of been focusing on heavy i've been getting a lot of love on tiktok uh get it in where you fit in if you're not getting love on youtube if you're not getting love on twitch try twitter try instagram try uh try tiktok don't if you really want to be a content creator don't give up because i'm getting a lot of love on uh tiktok um let me see let me look let me go look at my let me open up my page right now so right now which i'm recording i have 4,899 followers i don't even have a lot of problem of uh, followers but my latest video has 32,000 views on it uh then i have one that's got like 9,000 uh i have several i have one that got 71,000 another one with 35,000 one with 41,000 um and then my averages are pretty decent too over forty thousand likes like it's like people are fucking with my content on tiktok and then i don't know i don't know if i said i think i said it in the last podcast but like for those of you unaware tiktok is a powerful platform because um 70 percent it's it it's mostly gen z people that use it so and they were saying 70 i read an article that said 70 percent of tiktok users do not have any other social media platform so meaning if there's let's say there's a thousand people on tiktok uh 700 of those people do not have twitter instagram um youtube they don't use none of that shit they legit just be on tiktok's for you page addicted to that so there is a very very large and they have over 500 million users i believe and it's growing every day there's a very large net to cast there that's not available on any other platform and they're fucking with me so like i said a lot of people like a lot of people in the comment section on youtube will be like yo why don't you make more merch like you were saying or why don't you make more videos it's because you niggas just talk shit to me most of the time so i took my talents to twitch where twitch i'm on the front page half the damn time we just had twenty-five thousand people watching me play apex and i had a fucking duracell battery sponsorship on twitch but you niggas on youtube will never know you think i fell off and you think i'm trash i'm popping nigga like i'm more pop and then i have two podcasts in the top yo i swear to god yo i let me get in my birkin real quick then i got two podcasts they're in the top 100 in the world for gaming gi and hokage thoughts we might have three or four because i got i got a couple other ideas i've been doing this for almost 15 years i got the tiktok popping now the instagram we about to get popping too let me let me stop bro the only place that like like i said get it in where you fit in to leave it on a positive note youtube is just a negative place and that's why i don't really be caring what they be saying over there i just upload it because i don't want to put all my eggs in one basket if it blows up cool if it doesn't whatever um next question comes from mike duffy and he says how do you store old media files multiple hard drives cloud i have an eight terabyte hard drive um i have i have a 500 gigabyte ssd drive that that's how i move my files from my pc to my mac when i need to edit but like stuff that i store like gameplay and stuff like that and other in videos i have an eight terabyte hard drive i think it's a seagate how much does it go for let's see let me go let me look at my orders real quick my Amazon orders. Let's do 8TB and see what comes up. Yeah, it's a Seagate backup plus eight terabyte hub. I think I talked about this on pod, but we're gonna repeat ourselves, whatever. I've had this for like a few years too. So like know that it, I've had this for like three or four years. Uh, it's an eight terabyte hard drive. It's $99, not bad. Cause I'm pretty sure I paid 200 for it when it came out. So $100 is not bad. And what I really love about this thing is it's USB three. I have it plugged into my PC. This is how I record all my PC gameplay and console gameplay. And the USB three is fast enough that I don't ever have to worry about writing speed. So it always is writing to my hard drive. And like, I've never ran out of space in the last three to four years. Like, I actually, I don't think I've ever actually used more than like two terabytes on my shit. And I'd be having a lot of like, if you, if you tune into the GI podcast, I always got brand new gameplay on there, don't I? And like, I always, granted, I do delete the gameplay after I'm done using it. If I don't need it anymore, but like, um, oh, that's why it's a hundred dollars. It's a four terabyte. Well, the eight terabytes gone. How much is it sold out? 
uh well a four terabyte you should be good with a four a six terabyte is 133 uh so i mean that's what i use the seagate plus i don't know did i show that on the screen hold up let me make sure there you go if you're watching the video version that's the one that i use the six terabyte is 133 dollars i mean that, that's fine if you can't get the eight or the ten six i mean you might be fine with four to be honest uh but what you're not fine is that ps5 800 gigabytes i don't know about that i don't know about that so that's what i use in terms of storing things uh let me get a swig of this water we can hop into the next question we got a lot of questions um alex said what do you think about games becoming more and more mainstream i think it's a good thing i don't have anything else to say about that other than it's a good thing the more somebody else succeeds it means the more that i succeed like people love to i remember they was ragging on um my chat was ragging on ninja because like his shoe was ugly and his shoe is ugly but i was like on the flip side i was like i'm happy for him because the more that he wins the more that i win and vice versa the more that you do better in the gaming space the more that i do better it grows the community it grows the industry brings more eyeballs over here so the fact that it's going more and more mainstream i, I don't care i don't like some of y'all need fucking therapy i'm not specifically talking about you but there is a fragment there is a segment of the gaming community that's like oh this is our baby like they used to make these these same guys that used to make fun of us at the lunch table in fucking middle and high school for being a gamer playing Halo every night. Fucking now they want to be gamers and shit the jocks because they didn't make it to the NBA. Listen, bro, I get it. They made fun of you, but like you're like 36 years old now, dude. You either seek therapy or shut the fuck up. I don't know. Uh, so I, I think it's a good thing because the more they succeed, the more I succeed. Next question comes from Rita. and She has what camera do you use for your videos? I have a Sony Alpha 6400. I repeat the Sony Alpha 6400. Matter of fact, let me just show it on the video, Sony. Matter of fact, if you're watching the video version, I'm gonna show it on the screen. I got the Sony A6400. Uh, right now, on average, is re it's retailing for 100 and 860 dollars. Uh, when I yeah, that was that was about the price I got it for. The price really hasn't came down. Uh, and then I have a, a 16 millimeter lens on it, so it's a wide angle lens. It casts a big net basically. Uh, altogether between I got the lens used for like 300 out of a camera shop I got the camera used as well uh, and I still pay like 800 for it uh, so like I pay like 1200 or something like that uh, for my whole setup it's a it's a really nice camera like um, what's really cool about the Sony Alpha series that I love is it shoots in for it so um, what's, what's the word looking it has a 6k sensor in it meaning it records but it records in 4k if that makes sense so it has a the resolution is limited to 4K, but the actual sensor inside of the camera is a 6K camera. So the, the image that you get is sharper than 4K. Uh, so if you want, you could blow it up if you want, and it's to still look fine. So that's why my camera always looks so nice. It is pricey, but if you want to make money, you got to spend money. That's a real thing. Um, is this something that you need absolutely as a beginner, as a content creator? No, but if you can afford it, go for it. That's what I say. If you want a cheaper alternative, something, this one does 4K. Um, I think the Sony 6000, how much? Oh, no, not the 60. The Sony A6000, it does 1080p. The quality is pretty good. This is like the original one in the series. Uh, you can get it on Amazon for like 500, I believe, new. But that's just the body, keep in mind. Let's see, the Sony A6000, they're sold out. Well, it's only one left in stock. What's the fucking price? Uh, oh, you can get it used for $391. This one's a solid camera if you don't care about 4K. You can get a similar quality to what I have. It just won't be in 4K. Um, but if you don't care about that, go for it. I'm actually, I'm actually probably gonna buy one of these because uh, I wanna, I'm gonna upgrade the setup for some other shit we got working on. I wanna have multiple camera angles, and because this gives a similar quality uh, camera, uh, I can have multiple camera angles at a cheaper price. 
so i'm actually gonna buy one of these pretty soon uh so yeah that's what i would recommend if you want to ball out get the 6400 if you don't get the 6000 uh la, 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 la. if you want my entire pc setup um if you're watching the video version go to the, my uh go to the description box and check the uh my faq on my faq i have my entire pc setup including the camera and all that shit. uh next question comes from the fro who knows i know you're taking more time to yourself and your loved ones however do you think your workout streams will come back um I stopped doing the workout streams for like business reasons. So like, you know, my people that I talk to that help me get brand deals and shit like that. Um, you know, CCV is a very important thing on Twitch, current concurrent viewers basically. Uh, and the problem with my, with businesses, they look at like your last 30 days or whatever. And the problem with my, my, my workout streams is a lot of people don't support them. I appreciate that you support them, but a lot of people didn't watch uh on average for those who don't come through to the twitch streams when i'm playing games i would say i average between 500 and a thousand people and then when it's like really good you know it can shoot up to like twenty five thousand, depending on what happens that day or whatever um and those those are good numbers that that puts me in the top uh one percent of twitch um so like i need to maintain that uh and the problem with that is like when you're trying to get brand deals and make money you know those brands care about your concurrent viewers and when I was, whenever I would live stream myself working out, the people who came through and watched really enjoyed it because I don't just live stream myself working out. I explain what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, if I have like any tips or whatever. Um, but on average, only like 200 to like 250 people were watching me uh, live stream my workout. So it was fucking with my concurrent viewers. I went from averaging like a thousand viewers a month in that in a month to like averaging like 441 because that 250 that i was getting in those workouts when i was streaming two three times a day it was bringing down my numbers so then it fucks with my rates you know i don't want to get paid five thousand for a brand deal when i know i can get fifteen thousand. you know what i'm saying you gotta maximize them dollars so i just started working out off stream i get my workouts done quicker anyway because i don't gotta talk to you niggas uh <laughs> so every once in a while i'll do like a workout stream but like regularly no because it fucks with my numbers people don't support it uh Unfortunately, it is what it is. I got to be smart with my business. I'm a little too old to be just doing shit for fun anymore. Uh, next question comes from Kiro and he says, sup, TBH. Uh, I'm looking into starting a podcast with a couple homies. Do you think it's necessary to build some type of following on social media before I start and just or just go for it and spread throughout just word of mouth? All right, so check it out. I said, thank you for your time. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it, Kiro. Check it out. If you have no following on social media and you want and you're starting a podcast and you want to be known for that podcast, and you have no following, how are you gonna build the following with no content? Uh, you're better off just making the podcast, dog. Like, just accept that your first few episodes are not gonna get a lot of views. Just accept it. And that way, you it's like, it's, it's a resume. You wanna have a proof, proof of concept. Um, so just do the podcast, promote it on whatever social media is that you have, accept it's not gonna get a lot of views, and just build it from there. Uh, when we started the GI podcast, it didn't get a ton of views, and now it's one of the, in the top 100. Uh, if you go on Spotify, it's not hard to find. <laughs> uh, like you just have to accept you had to start somewhere. But I would say do the podcast first and then promote the podcast. Because if you just start like what what do you how can you you want to be known as a content creator? How can you be known as a content creator when you have no content? Just like, like niggas want to do shit and get a million views when they first do it. You just have to accept you ain't going to get a million views. It is what it is. Uh, take them else. I did. You can too, man. You'll be all right. Good luck with that shit, though uh next question comes from Lil pasta <laughs> all right bro uh <laughs> yo Lil pasta sound like a shitty soundcloud rapper and he says recently i've started dating a 28 year old woman and i'm 19 do you have any advice on thoughts about this subject watching your videos helped me advance to who i am today so maybe your thoughts can help me today 
All right, bro. You're probably not going to want to hear this, but this is the hard, hard truth, man. It's wild that you said this because when I was 19, I dated someone who was 28 years old. It's probably not going to work. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably not going to work. So the thing about older women is like, I used to like to fuck on your older women when I was younger. But the thing with younger, older women is a lot of times they fuck with younger dudes like you because they can control you. At 19, if I had to take a wild guess, I mean, especially because you're answering, you're, you're asking this question. You're not 100% who, you don't know 100% who you are. You probably don't have the steadiest job and you're just happy to have a baddie and she's older than you. So it's like something to brag about. But the thing is like, like it's wild. If I, if I, if I would have married the chick that I was dating when I was 19 and she was 28, she would be like 39 right now, I think, or something like that. And like, I'm 30. Like it's, it's not, no, we're not doing that. Uh, so you have to think about that. But one thing that I uh, also, like, like I said, a lot of times older women date younger men because, and, and a lot of times older women date younger men because they want to be able to control them, uh, versus, and also nobody wants to ask. You should probably ask her why nobody wants you at your age. Uh, it's probably because she has some bad habits that older men will not fuck with and not tolerate. So then she jumps to you. You're younger. You don't know any better. You got less game and she's going to take advantage of you. I'm not trying to break, break y'all up. It might be love. Uh, I'm just telling you the truth versus when older a lot of older men date younger women because unfortunately, and women don't want to hear this, but men age like wine. Uh, it, I don't want to say everybody, but most men don't lose their seed. You can still bust nuts at an old age and, and, and have kids. But uh, women, women, they age like milk. Uh, after about 35, it's all downhill for most women. Uh, you got a few in there like Holly Berry who take really good at herself. And, but even still, Holly Berry is starting to show her age. And then it's not even about what you look like. It's also, you know, high risk, preg high risk pregnancy. It starts at 35. Uh, and that's why I say like at 35, like it's pretty much downhill for women versus men. Your earning potential usually doesn't start until you get into your 30s. Like I, I'm like, I'm not I wasn't lying to y'all. Like that shit is wild. Like some of the stuff that Kevin Samuels be saying, because it's true. Like I really didn't start touching money until about 28. Um, I mean, I was making good money before, but I'm talking I'm talking about real money. When I found out these what these white boys was making and I found out how to finesse my way into these circles and shit. I'm talking about real money and like I, it excites me for like my 30s, especially when I be looking at my bank account and shit uh, and, my, and, my, and my stock account, my portfolio. So uh, just be wary of that. But then also it might not work too because and this is this is a personal experience that I had. Um, you got to realize you two are at different points in your life. She probably wants to get married and you probably like, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like you're 19. You're just happy to be fucking on a 28 year old woman. So there's the pressure of that. I had that pressure. And then there's also the pressure of hanging out with her friends. They're probably going to make fun of you because you're younger. That happened to me. Uh, I remember I told this, stream, this story on stream. I remember my girl when she was 28, I was 19. Uh, the first time I met her friends, her friend, one of her friends, it was her birthday party. And it was it was a big ass like it was like 10 couples. It, was, it wasn't like, I don't know what you call that. It wasn't like a, do it was like, like a double date, but with 10 couples. Everybody was there with a boo, and it was her friend's birthday. And her friend had said some slick shit about me, because like everybody was sitting at the table. They was like, yeah, I just graduated. I'm, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm a lawyer. They all had like their lives, you know, because they were older. Uh, and I'm sitting there like 19, like looking baby face, because this is before, like, I had like a little mustache, but you know, this is before the testosterone really started kicking in and shit. And like, it gets to me and they're like, so what are you doing? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, you know, just working, you know, doing what I do. And then she said, I heard her friend say some slick shit out the side of her mouth. I don't remember what it was, but I remember it made me so fucking mad because I was like insecure about the shit. Um, and I clenched my jaw, I was clenching my jaw and like my girl had noticed. 
She's like, why are you clenching your jaw? She's like, you mad, ain't you? I was like, and then I just, I remember I walked off and like, it, it was whatever she had said. It was really bad. I went and sat in the car for the rest of the night. And then like, I remember like I was fussing. I was like, I'm not fucking, that's actually, it's funny too. Cause here's a, here's a, here's a sense of clarity. I was talking this to my girl about this shit. That's actually where I got the, I, if you come to my streams or you see my videos, I, you've probably heard me say in the past, I, I used to always tell the women that I would date that your friends are your friends and my friends are my friends. I'm not trying to be friends with them. And that's actually, I realized like through all of my healing, that's one of my damn traumas that um, that's one of the things that I unjustly put on other women because I had one bad experience with that woman. I put that unfairly on other women. And that's something that I'm reversing because that's a criticism that my girl has of me is that like she took the time to get to know all my friends, but like I'm like whatever about her friends. I don't really care. And that, and it came from that situation because I got dogged out in front of like a bunch of other dudes and like whatever that I don't even remember what they, that woman said to me. I just remember it was so bad that even the other dudes who were sitting at the table, like they defended me. They was like, nah, I can understand. Like, cause it was my first time meeting them. It was just a bad experience. And then like, I just, from that point on at 19, I used to tell every woman that I would deal with your friends are not my fucking friends and don't even bother trying to talk to my friends like that's the shit that's the demon time i was on so like understand you might have to deal with some shit like that um but in order to make it work if you want it to work you're gonna have to accept that she's older and she's probably gonna push you for marriage in the next two years because once women hit 30 <laughs> that's when they realize oh maybe i should stop fucking around you know, uh, so that's the only piece of advice I would say. Just be wary that, you know, that pressure is coming. And if you feel like you're not prepared for that, you don't have the job for that. You don't have the time for that. You still trying to figure yourself off. Just cut it off, cut it off or just be like, yeah, we fuck buddies. But a relationship is going to be rough, big dog. Good luck. Uh, next question. <laughs> next question comes from the last question. It comes from man Mansatic. He says, hey, I remember you said you had sleep apnea and that's why you started to lose weight. I do too, and I wanted to know: Have you noticed any changes with sleep apnea since your weight loss and new diet? Um, yeah. So one of the ways that I knew, so for those of you unaware, like I said, I had sleep apnea. Um, I don't know if I, well, I don't think I have it anymore. Um, so my one of the re reasons I got inspired to like start losing weight is because I needed to. My health, I'm getting old. I was getting older, uh, and also like I was suffering from sleep apnea. Um, my ex used to enable that shit. She said she just just got used to it but like my new girl like it genuinely like scared her and i guess it like inspired me to get myself into shape it's amazing what a good woman will do to you like that shit that kevin samuels says is real one of the other things that i realized he's kevin samuels has his acronym fbi feminine beautiful and inspirational i realized with him that i cannot deal with no fem i cannot deal with no masculine chicks i mean i had been known that for my ex she was kind of masculine i need a feminine chick i need it she got to be bad she got to be beautiful but the last one that i did really didn't realize a good woman will inspire you my ex i had when i was at my fattest i was like almost 300 pounds um i had that was when my sleep apnea was the worst i used to snore all through the night choking in my sleep and she would just put a pillow over her head and she said, ah, I just got kind of used to it. But like my new girl, she would tell me about it and she wasn't mean about it, but she was like, yo, I'm genuinely scared. And I'm like, I care about you. And like, I just want you to get it. And that's what I told you, like the story in the last podcast. Um, she was like, I'm happy that you're taking control of your health and shit like that. Um, so like she inspired me. So look for a woman that inspires you. She inspired me to get my, and then also she was like a vegetarian too. Like, so that inspired me. I felt bad. Like she would eat like vegetables in front of me and like I'm eating chicken and shit. Like it just made me want to do better, I guess. Uh, a good woman will inspire you. That shit is real. Um, 
But with her, uh, I, I did ask her like a month ago. Because, you know, niggas be falling asleep on FaceTime. I ain't going to lie. You be caking and shit. You know, look, a nigga love to be lying and shit, bro. He love to be lying. So, you know, sometimes you fall asleep. I, and usually I fall asleep first because I'm a big ass baby. Or I be tired all the time, basically. Uh, and she did tell me like a month ago that when I asked, I was like, just out of curiosity, I was like, do I still be snoring and like choking in my sleep and shit? She's like, actually, she's like, nah, think about it. She's like, no. She's like, you just be quiet when you sleep. And she's like, every once in a while, you'll snore a little bit. But she's like, nah, you don't, you really don't. She's like, I was like, oh, good. And then I like, I actually thought about it this morning too. Um, one of the ways that I knew my mouth was always open and I was like struggling to breathe in my sleep with my sleep apnea was like, I would wake up in the morning and my mouth would be dry as hell. That's how I knew it would feel like, it would feel like I had almost like strep throat. Like my throat would be sore and my mouth would be really dry. So I knew I was struggling to breathe that night because it wouldn't happen every night. But one thing that I noticed is like, especially like I, I noticed it this morning. My mouth don't be dry no more. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm breathing fine again. And she says, she's like, yeah, she's like, I don't really see nothing crazy anymore. Um, and that was a month ago. Like, I've come down and wait even further. Like, my waist is getting snatched. I'm not going to lie. I'm about to become a thotty. Um, So, yeah, I believe that it has improved my sleep sleep apnea. And like I said, one of the if you do your research, 90 percent, uh, according to Google, at least not, I'm not a doctor, but according to Google, 90 uh, percent of sleep apnea is caused by weight. Uh, some of it is like genetics, but for most people it's just because you're fat and if you look on youtube it's just too much fat in your damn throat or whatever blocking up your passageways uh and if you look at it on youtube some people said the same thing like i lost weight and it just went away uh and for me i do feel like i'm breathing better like um i had the epiphany the other day like i went outside i wanted to switch it up because i got i didn't feel like jump roping that day so i went for a jog um and i jogged hills i jogged well not hills because i didn't want to go too far because you know covid and shit social distancing so i ran inside i like to run inside of my um parking garage it's like six or seven floors all uphill so i ran hills i put i, I set my watch to 30 minutes and i ran up and down the parking lot garage hills for like 30 minutes uh, after my warm-up and um I, I had the epiphany i was like yo i'm in pretty good shape now because i was like i haven't felt this good since like my early 20s like my teens when i was like in really good shape like I, I get like I was on FaceTime. I'm not gonna lie. I was on FaceTime with my shirt off. My girl called me, right? FaceTime a nigga shit. I had my shirt off. I ain't gonna lie. Like my shirt off did a whole lot more lately. She 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 answered the phone. She's like, why your shirt off? I was like, I know you see that, right? I was like, you see my abs coming, right? She's like, mm. I was like, yeah, you ain't gonna be able to keep your hands off me, girl. Uh but yeah, I had to I don't even know I thought that story. <laughs> but yeah, I was running hills basically in the parking lot garage. And I had the epiphany. I ran for 30 minutes straight hills, by the way. The reason I chose to run hills instead of a regular jog, because I was like, oh, I want to make sure I'm challenging myself. I ran hills and I was running at a good pace. And like, honestly, I didn't really start to feel the challenge until maybe the last five minutes. And even it was like just beginning to feel like I still I honestly the next time I run, because I just wanted to test kind of where I was at. The next time I run, I'm probably going to jack it up to 40 minutes or an hour because it was actually too easy. I actually ended up doing some sprints. I did 10 more minutes doing sprints actually on the hills and shit too. I pulled my groin a little bit, so I pushed it a little too hard with the sprints. But I was like, yo, I'm getting so yeah, man. There's no benefits to being a fat ass. Take care of yourself, man. We here for we here for a long fuck that. We here for a good time, not a long now. We here for a long time and a good time. Fuck that shit, bro. Uh so get yourself together, man. I hope you do. Uh for those of you unaware, I use the carnivore diet to kick my uh metabolism into into go. I did that for like two months. Uh, I'm not on it anymore. October 1st, I came off of it. So like the last two months, last month and a half, I just been kind of eating vegetables, fish, still eating healthy, just not carnivore. Um, and it's been working for me. I feel like I'm still slimming down. Uh, I looked at the scale the other day. I was down to 191. So I lost like another seven pounds since I last checked. 
I'm about to touch the 180s, which is wild. I haven't been that low since maybe like uh, 23 or something like that. I might try to get down to like the 170s, like my old high school weight. We'll see. We'll see, because I don't have as much muscle as I used to. Uh, I don't know if it's because of COVID. I used to weightlift a lot, but after COVID, I stopped working out and lifting weights and shit. I think I lost a lot of muscle, but we're going to get right. We're going to get right. That's all I got on my show notes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help the brother's show grow. Helps me move up through algorithm. Also, if you want to financially support the show, you can hit that. You can hit the cash app, dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08. Uh, if you're watching the video version, it's right there on the top uh, of the screen. Dollar sign, the Black Hokage 08. It doesn't have to be any specific amount. I appreciate everything. Um, other than that, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. And I'll see you guys on the next one of Hokage Dots. Dots.